Coming to you from the End to the Apex Motorsport Podcast Network. Your go-to for all things sim racing. Grab a drink, settle in, and get ready for the Slow Motion Podcast. guys as you can hear in the background there we've got Stephen Finch dealing with uh dealing with his family Stephen Finch is a commentator and uh racer for wrong stuff racing league and commentator for slow motion broadcasting joining us tonight from Colorado he's got his chicken biscuits there on his desk (laughs) which is uh absolutely perfect for Stephen Finch and he can tell you himself about himself a little bit when he gets back but Joining us again is Randall McGrew as well, uh, admin for slow motion broadcasting and race control. Can we call you the boss? Uh, Bruce Springsteen's the boss. I'm just in charge. <laughs> okay. And then we've also got Justin Hall uh, rejoining us again. Justin, thanks for coming back. Bradley, if you listen to the podcast, man, hope you're getting to feeling better. We missed our, our third co-host, buddy. But um, anyways, Steven. You're back. Was the chicken biscuit was oh you're muted. Was the chicken biscuit box there on your desk? Was that meant to be there for the podcast? Yeah, it's been there for the last fifteen minutes. I've been waiting for one of you fucks to fucking realize that it's there. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself, Stephen. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, sim racer. So, now, how long you been doing the sim racing stuff and uh, 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 all everything? So I started sim racing back in like. June, July last year. I haven't been doing it very long and, you know, kind of dove in head first and just fell in love with it. And that's all it really is. You know, I've got all these fucking hellions running around. I got one, two, three, four, five tonight. <laughs> I had to count them. That, that it will be. You know, <laughs> They're still here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, are they all alive? One, two, three. Okay, good. We're good. Do They're they change all alive. on a nightly basis? Do you get more or less depending on the night? The fact that you had to count them is kind of scary. Depending on the week, yes. Yeah. How many chicken <laughs> biscuits you put out the night before? <laughs> but the, the, there, there is a – you guys are good. Uh, the, there was a period in time where um, – I so we have three we have three, three boys, three girls. And there's a period of time when you'd be yelling and be like, Jace, Xavier, shit, Steven, god damn it, which one are yeah. you? <laughs> I, I found myself doing that numerous times, just calling them every name under the book. Um, so I bet y'all are dying to hear the story about the I was gonna. Instance. That was going to be my next question, so please, please, we have to know. Uh, so when I first started hanging around with Sudi and driving with them, my daughter, you know, as you see here, her little play area, right, <laughs> has always sat right next to me. And so one night we're practicing and they hear her yelling at me. 
And she's just going, yeah, yeah. You know, just, I call it yelling because it's not crying. She's just like physically yelling. And I'm like, hold on, I'll get you another fucking chicken biscuit. <laughs> and that started the whole thing. They just went oh, downhill. Jesus. Actually, hold on. Jail oh, no. even. Now that I think about it. Let's see. Oh, I don't fucking have it. I don't know where it went. Jay Hall sent me a your 19... Christmas present. What was it? Was, was it 1996 or was it 2003? It was someone Box on eBay of... had listed a vintage Dale Earnhardt Jr. sponsored <laughs> chicken biscuit box from like. It was. I traced the livery and it was from like the late 90s. And someone had just yeah. saved the box and put it on eBay. <laughs> Like it was worth something. I think I ended up winning it for like four dollars or something. We're like this has Finch all over it, and I'm I'm kind of pissed you haven't framed it and put it back there. Considering, well, because we're getting ready to move, bro. (laughs) So considering that this box is two dollars, that dude that dude doubled his profit (laughs) and got to eat the biscuits. (laughs) Oh, it was just the box. There was there weren't even any box. There weren't even biscuits left. Yeah, it was just like memorabilia. Yeah, it was, no, it was a flat box. It was just a, like, I wish, I wish I knew. Hey, Nora, is that flat box chicken biscuit still downstairs? It was OG Dale Earnhardt Jr. with like the frosted tip there? hair and all I that. I like, it, it was like classic, <laughs> not late nice. Shit. Oh, man. did he have a puka shell necklace on too? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it, it's, he could have had that on. That, that is a very. That is a very real possibility. That is oh. glorious. So, Stephen, we will get back to you here in just a little bit. Uh, Randall, obviously joining us from, goddamn, somewhere in southern India. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, man, I'm coming back. All right. So, you're, I'll be back with you. I'll be. Thanks for the warning. <laughs> Randall, be, that, that's your cue to leave. I'll be yeah. embracing the suck with you. And considering we're admins together in slow motion broadcast it gets to be a lot easier to get into fist fights when we're only two hours apart so uh that should be fun yeah we could we could meet halfway we could meet vincent's okay yeah sounds great <laughs> sounds sounds like a perfect perfect uh plan but uh i want some action on that <laughs> i got so, my money on randall <laughs> <laughs> so i don't really know how to start this podcast off guys because it's all kind of intermingled tonight so um i wanted to cover uh commentating producing um and race control slow that slow motion broadcasting does and uh race control is obviously a new a new portion of slow motion broadcasting this season for wrong stuff racing league um and i know we we bring up the wrong stuff every every week but there always seems to be some type of drama that goes down in the wrong stuff and they raced at the hungara ring last week can, can we show the replay? I can bring up the replay. <laughs> if you want to watch I the replay, it. if you want to watch the replay, you guys can go to Slow Motion Broadcasting's YouTube channel. Uh, go underneath the Wrong Stuff Racing League tab, and you can find the Hungara Ring replay. And and, finally, and while you're there, hit that subscribe button. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But Randall, our race controller, definitely was making his money that night, man. I know. Uh, I know there were some after after action reports as well um kind of talk through what it takes being a race controller especially in i racing man i know it can get pretty wild um like it was last week at hungara ring with gtps lmp2s and gt3s all trying to share the same what three mile track yeah uh, it takes a strict regimen of drugs and alcohol just to maintain your sanity um (laughs) I can't. Yeah. Uh, 
I've never been more thankful to pass the buck on a job uh, to somebody else than uh, after seeing Hungaro ring on their schedule. I I don't know if they race multi-class there in real life. Um, it's yeah, it's basically Monaco Junior when it comes to to passing opportunities and it's a thin track with not much. I mean, they have that nice front straightaway in turn one for overtaking, but other than that, it's kind of dicey. Basically, the first sector, and then after that, it's a parade. So I can't imagine doing. Did they do fifty minutes this week there? Yes. And three classes, and two of those classes are spaceships. And I'd have to go review the rules, but I, if I know Will very well at all, the incident limit was abysmally low. Um, I, I got a drive-through. I got two. <laughs> I, got I, I think I got a drive-through, and I didn't even check part in the race. So, um, so uh, on the Hungarian ring, I did some research about how what other uh, classes, what other races race there. It is the only series that race there is F1. Really? Nothing yeah, else that, races yeah. there. And if it is, it's all private or very small. It Nothing else goes there yeah. on F1. I um, think uh, maybe at one time motorcycles raced there, but... God, I'm scared enough of motorcycles. I wouldn't want to put a motorcycle on a on a track that narrow. No. Um, so so let me give you a bit of a rundown, Randall. Um, I don't know how much you watched. I know that you were in contact with the league admin of Wrong Stuff Racing League after the fact. Um, 10 exits incident <clears throat> limit for 50 minutes, which... Why? Uh, a small track. <laughs> yeah, it's a great question. I think everybody in Sudi was asking that. I was asking that myself. Um, Will and I have had this conversation before. Um, I, I still don't understand it. Uh, I, I don't think I can understand it. <laughs> like, I get the spirit of it. He wants to make it like real racing, but there's just too many variables. Net code, that happened to me. And real racing, too, though, they're putting the car way off the track in places that would be nowhere near off tracks and iRacing. Like, eh. I, I get what yeah. he's trying to do, but for a multi-class race though, I think, I think 15 people when I counted got drive throughs that race. So like 30% of the field had a drive. That's not realistic. Yeah. That's so, not... <laughs> the one thing I will say about this, and I've, I've dogged a lot on this series kind of in the background right now. And it, I understand why he's his track some of his track choice um inza with it being the multi-class that it is is you're very limited on track selection to make a good race right yep. you need something wide enough to let everybody buy and you know that's something that's going to be safe the hungering i can understand his reasoning behind choosing it but to me there was other tracks that aren't on any sort of multi-class uh, calendar that he could have chose over the Hunger Ring. No, I, don't, Ring. I don't know, Randall, correct me if I'm wrong. We just watched 40 Mustangs drive around Lime Rock on Wednesday night. Um, 43. 43 Mustangs. I think a track like that would be better they, than the Hungar. They do Ring. race IMSA there. IMSA's going to Lime Rock in, I think it's May or March. Yeah, yeah but with, at, when IMSA's there, I don't. They don't race multi-class on Lime Rock. They have the GT3. the prototypes spread out, split out into their own race apart from the GTs. They do that in a lot of places. Uh, like VIR, I've been to that that race a few times now, and uh, the prototypes and the GT cars don't run together. And VIR is pretty wide, 
and pretty big and has plenty of passing opportunities, but there are so many parts of that track where if you're in a prototype, you would just be stuck. And the like, the safety, like it has to be up to a certain safety standard too as well, I think, in order to allow them to do multi-class. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm pretty sure at Lime Rock, they only run, they run the prototypes and the GT separate. Well, I, you know, speaking of safety centers, they're talking about putting Le Mans on the F1 calendar. Again, and the thi <clears throat> the the thing that's stopping them is that it costs too much money to get it up to the safety standards of F1. Right. Yeah, I mean that's that's true. Uh, we'll table that, and I, I want to come back to that. Actually, that's a good topic we could probably talk about after the break. But um, uh, yeah, so looking at this calendar here for for wrong stuff, you guys are going to Sebring on March seventh, MagniCore, which. That's another one that could get pretty dicey. That, that, that's and that's my another thing. That's another one that's a purpose-built F1 track. If you look and you do your research, there's only no other circuit races there because it's an F1 track. Because F1 has specific rules where they can't have only certain corners are allowed to be uh, cambered. So all of these corners are flat, and that's where we saw it, like the Hungarian ring. There's one cambered corner. Yeah, but, and anyway, the one I digress. <clears throat> That's I'm, trigger for me. I'm looking at this actually now. So you guys have Hockenheim ring coming up on March 28th. Uh, oh, that'll be a great race. Hockenheim's really is. good for multi-class. It is. I, we we Jay Hall and I raced there in Mad Mad Sim last last year, and it was a great race. But here's here's the thing. Another another question that I wish we had Will in here to answer. This is the first and only race this season that you guys are going to be running heat format. To allegedly. That yeah. Was no, up he just, they, he they just, they just yeah, I was going to say they're about, they're thinking about changing it okay. to Long Beach because they feel like Long Beach would be more, um, what do you say? He'd be more suiting for a street circuit to be heat formatted rather than, okay. um, Hockenheim. I was going to say, I think that's, Hockenheim yeah, that's might the other... be a good one for you guys just in a normal race. Uh, yeah, that would be great. I mean, I... Hockenheim's a great track. Given, given that we do the, the heat format three times a season now in AMS, I understand his appeal. Um, even, even if we went without the grid invert, um, yeah, I totally get the, the sprint race appeal. Multi-class? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it, I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm not the most well-educated when it comes to uh, real world racing. Um, I can't think of a series that does a sprint format like that with multi-class. I mean, then I think there's a reason. Yeah, I was going to say um, there's, there's a first for everything though. So it, it might be good, Justin or Steven, or you guys can both answer this. Do you know how that heat format is going to go? Are they going to, are they going to invert the grid for all three classes? Um, does anybody have any kind of thoughts on that? Honestly, I don't know. I don't think that it's inverted grid, but I'm not positive, to be no, honest. No, it's not inverted grid, because when we tested it in the winter, um, it led to a lot more accidents. I wonder why. I think you were in that at Interlagos when we did the winter workouts with the Oh, WSRL. yeah, I got it at the last second on that one. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Um, so they inverted it, and I think inverting the grid takes a very specific track right. for it to really work. You know, you got to have, you know, I and I don't, I don't want to dog on AMS because that uh -oh. was really, no, because that was really a fun race to watch. But I think Lime Rock was not a good race to invert. 
you know to yeah, invert, yeah. you need to have a, a you need to have a lot of a track with a lot of passing opportunities because you're having these guys like um oh Hero uh, yes thank you i was trying <laughs> to remember his name you know where he you know he made it up to what he think he made it to fourth but i mean if he had more passing opportunities he would have won that race and that would have been understandable and i i understand the kind of the reasoning behind it they want to make it a challenge and give other people the chance to lead and you know that's great i, I think that's great spirit especially when you know none of us are professional drivers you know we don't know what it is to lead an actual race well i mean i do but that's a different story <laughs> Well, it, well, it is about, about out. lap traffic no, no. doesn't count. I <laughs> you, I'm gone already. Well, I mean, I, I, you I thought you were in the lead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm winning. Now it makes sense. Now it makes oh, no. sense. I'm talking about leading an actual race in real life. I mean, I and I say that yeah, where I say you were a motocross uh, rider. Right? I, I raced. I, ra I raced desert for many years. Yeah. Um, I was at the professional level there until I uh, broke my leg in half and broke my pelvis. <laughs> I, I hung up my boots then. I got into a really nasty accident in practice where they say, you know, 90% of your accidents happen in practice. Yeah. Um, I snapped my pelvis in half, I, or not my pelvis, I snapped my femur in half. I snapped my pelvis. I got. And you still had five ICU. kids. I got. That made me more fertile. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, so the story behind um, my youngest daughter, my wife and I had just gotten together. We were seeing each other. We were, we knew we were serious about each other. We had, she's like, Hey, I'm on birth control. We were, you know, out of protection that evening. And she's like, Hey, I'm on birth control. And I'm like, cool. Still made it through birth control. like a champ. <laughs> and you know, what's funny when I broke my pelvis, um, I, so what happened was, is I was coming around this corner and there was somebody sitting in the corner during practice. Oh, and I, reacted just enough to jump off the bike but i clipped their tire with my leg and it sent me into a flat spin into a tree and the tree is what broke my pelvis in between my legs oh my god they were they and were now this you have super for, sperm <laughs> they were this they were this big that's your origin story <laughs> right they were this big they they were this big for a month and a half. Oh yeah yeah. And, and you know what's funny? I got a vasectomy last February. This podcast. And my, my wife and I just had a pregnancy scare. <laughs> and I'm like, how? How is this possible? <laughs> oh my. Goodness. The mailman. That's the how. Mailman. I was gonna say. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> you guys still get milkmen in Colorado? <laughs> Actually, we can. It's called the Royal Crest, and they have oh, no. great chocolate milk. Jesus, <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> we're gonna stop it here because I we are going down a dark road, guys. We're going down. Oh, a I, I, I can get a darker right dude. I, dude we, we can get worse. No, 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 no. We don't stories. have to, Stephen. <laughs> I, I can tell prison stories. <laughs> but uh, no, Jesus, I totally lost my train of thought here, guys. Uh, so, <laughs> um, yeah, back to back to wrong stuff. Um, actually, heat racing format in general uh, with inverted heat. The only time I think I've ever seen that in real life racing w would be dirt ovals. I believe they invert in mm -hmm. dirt or in, I believe it's dirt ovals. No, no, is it dirt ovals? But do it they do that ovals. much on any type of like asphalt road racing no. type of scenario? That, that 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 is not something that is ever done because you know how many drivers you would fucking piss off. Yeah. 
Yeah. You'd yeah. have it. You'd do. So th- there's a different. So dirt ovals, right? I, I've I've been in racing a long time. When it comes to, I've been involved in several different types of racing for a very long time, um, especially like oval, like small stuff, like oh, small oval track, you know, regional stuff. Um, when I was younger, my mom's boss used to own our local oval track. So they brought us in and we would, you know, help them out around that thing. So they're a bunch of, how do I put this delicately? They don't give a fuck. They just want to go around and slam their foot to the ground as hard yeah. as they fucking can. Sure. So they're, so they're like, yeah, fuck it. I, I finished first, but I'm going to start 10th. Fuck it. Let's do it. Yep. That's more time. I can just floor it. Just, you know, they just don't fucking care. So, so you're telling me that the dirt care. You're telling me that the real life dirt oval racers and the dirt oval racers that I come across in eye racing, they actually have the same personality. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Well, dude, so you have to think a lot of dirt oval racing, dirt oval in its origin came from actually originated from NASCAR. Yeah. And we all know we all know how NASCAR started. Yeah. Yes. Bootlegging. So we all know how NASCAR started running moonshine. Right. So the people who didn't want to go to the road went to dirt, went to the dirt oval. Right. And that's when, that's where the dirt oval. So, you know, essentially the people who didn't want to go to the road wanted to keep their moonshine running roots. <laughs> so let's, <And> that's... <laughs> let's stay on this dirt subject for, for just a minute here. Justin Hall, you ran yeah. a race on Sunday <laughs> across series league I mean... racing. Technically, I didn't. <laughs> well, yeah, what? actually, actually, let, let's kind of uh, let, let's give a backstory to anybody who didn't watch XSLR on Sunday. Um, as you guys know, uh, that do watch slow motion broadcasting streams, um, XSLR is probably one of the is the league that has the fewest drivers and obviously uh, the fewest turnout. But XSLR is cross series. We run all four series, so. Justin Hall obviously has been away for a while, came back. Um, by the way, you owe me something on Sunday before the race, by the way. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyways. Tell me how many shots and I'll do it. All right. Sounds great. But, uh, <laughs> 45. So we get to the Phoenix. We're Phoenix Rallycross, Pro 2 Lights, first, first race in the dirt road. Um, and we are talking about the heat formats, right? So in the dirt road, there are – we had – uh, heats of three drivers, and the the winner of each heat would move straight on to the feature or the main or the A main, whatever you guys want to call it. We still ran the B main, even though we didn't have 15 drivers. We ran the B main for the qualifying positions for the drivers that didn't win the first three heats. So I'm about to grid up for the A main, and I look through the driver roster, and... One single Justin Hall has disconnected from the session. So I'm scrambling. Ah, I already know where this is going. I'm I was wondering where the fuck he was at. I joined the Discord and I'm like, hey, Justin, what the fuck? He's like, oh, I thought it was over. I was like, what do you mean you thought it was over? He's like, oh, I, I didn't blame think- fucking Barrera. I blame yeah. Barrera for that. So Justin Barrera had told Justin Hall that. Oh, yeah, you didn't make it into the feature race. So, yeah, your race is over. So, Justin Hall got zero points after running for 30 minutes on Sunday night because he didn't even run the race that actually made you 80 points. 
I would probably been last anyway. How far? I did not realize how bad I was. Uh, no, you you would have been third from last because somebody didn't start outside of yourself. Juicy got punted from all hell. I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, it, it was the most spectacular. That's fucking karma for his ass telling me to, that it was over. And then he's still in there. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> it was the most spectacular punt I have ever seen. They go three wide into turn. Four wide. Was it turn four. two? Four wide. You're right. Four yep. wide into turn two. And Juicy's well, that, on the that's outside. And he's well. just yeah. up and over the barrier. <laughs> It was definitely an interesting race, Justin. But give me your thoughts on the uh, on the Pro Two Light. Are you feeling more confident at Daytona this weekend? I haven't even tried it. I'm just gonna arrive and drive, baby. <laughs> like I don't even know what the fuck those. I was like, oh, this has three gears. Is this manual? Can I use the handbrake? Like I had so many questions, and like I I'm so off pace in them. It's ridiculous. Like tell me tell me what is the tr- is the trick to find bits of asphalt and use that as like little propellants to get some grip and go forward or is it reduce is wheel spin a negative or positive thing in there should you be drifting or should you be gripping it's a huge negative uh you don't you don't want to wheel spin yeah i was drifting the whole thing yeah you (laughs) You don't want to wheel spin as much as possible sideways trucks are not fast trucks um the the shoddier if you're sliding the the faster you go yeah yeah also so much fun so much fun though yeah they're they're a blast and um Obviously, the trucks, you do need to slide them a little bit um, to be able to get them around the corners to get those or things to rotate. Roll them several times, Adam. Huh? You gave me and who was I commentating with? It was Alex that day? Uh, that was Alex was on yeah. Daniel. Daniel Hall. Oh, Daniel. Daniel yeah, you gave you're me and him yeah. so many heart attacks. We're like, oh, my God, is it going over? Is it going over? It's like <laughs> it's just over. Just like, holy crap. Yeah, and that was the thing. If you watched the race back, Justin, um, there are there were some asphalt bits on at Phoenix that you could grab, uh, and as the yeah. track started to wear in, the the shiny dirt or the the non slick dirt, you would see the groove start to form. And those trucks, that dirt started getting compacted so much in that feature race that it felt like you were running on the asphalt again. Uh, and it took me a few laps to get used to that uh, because it was just it was like a sudden change. And like Steven said, turn three, turn four for me, man. You would catch those sausage curbs, and it would send that truck. Thank God those things have about 29 million inches of suspension travel, or I would have been on my 14, lid probably 14 four or five inches times. Front and back. 14 inches front and back. Do what, Steven? It's 14 inches front and back. I can't hear you. Suspension travel. 14 inches of suspension four, travel 14, front and back. Okay, 14 inches. We have, uh, we have Steven over here. Yeah, I think, are you looking this stuff up, or are you actually? No, I, I it's, so anything dirt, right, for a long time. I grew up in a desert, right? Right. I, I grew up in a small town in a desert. So basically anything dirt is all we had to do. It was either you get drunk, you do drugs, or you do something out in the fucking desert that or you're you probably do all, not supposed to do. All, all, all three, yeah. <laughs> no, that's how people die. <laughs> I have known one too many people that have got – that have. So I've known one too many people that have either killed that were killed that way, yeah, or permanently disfigured themselves. Uh, we had Ooh. this guy. I, think I know I one probably... guy who broke his pelvis doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so I was sober when I was doing my. I sure actually have a video were. of the. Oh God! I would never ride drunk. That that is the most irres. I've done it once and I broke my back. You're just no good shit. at breaking stuff on motorcycles, man. I mean, Adam, 
hit me up when we get off this, and I'll show you how I ride. Oh. I have I have videos. Oh. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> look, look out, look out, Adam. He's fertile. I'm very fertile. <laughs> I get pregnant. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna continue on. We're gonna stay on the dirt for just one more second here because I want to come to Randall. Uh, Randall was part of cross series league racing there for a little while. Uh, yeah, until until we got on dirt. Until we got to the dirt, <laughs> he's like, nope. Uh, so what exactly happened there, Randall? I, I think you can remember. And this podcast has gone to some pretty deep dark holes already. Uh, so why don't we just keep that trend going and, and God, tell me what? So many. Tell me what happened at Eldora I in the four ten sprint dark car holes. last season. Uh, it was at Bristol Dirt. Oh, okay. first of all, not Eldora. And uh, I encountered somebody that was short a chromosome. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll we'll just put it that why, way. Why do I feel like that's Jay Hall? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's my Smurf account. <laughs> oh shit! But uh, I mean, I could I could recount the incident if you'd like. But <laughs> I, I, there 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 was somebody that was definitely going for a move. That uh, didn't happen, but the reason th this all kind of ties in together, and this is going to be a great way to end this first segment, actually. Um, we have Stephen Finch down there talking about how dirt oval racers actually are. And your incident spilled out into the Discord afterwards. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do believe there were two brothers that tried to take on a Marine that night in the Discord, and the Marine won. For sure, the Marine won. Well, when it comes, I mean, when it comes to talking crap, I mean, Marine Corps, and I played hockey. Like, <laughs> I mean, how, what, what's your gonna have to come with some pretty heavy play. stuff to get me to get me actually riled up? You know. <laughs> uh, do you? Would you like me? I'm gonna say it. Um, oh Jesus! So Randall leaves the Discord, thinking maybe. No, actually, well, before before you before you say this. I want. I want to. Uh, I would like to uh, acknowledge the extreme level of irony that uh, that exists every week in the American Muscle Series when I put on a drivers' meeting before the race to tell people they're not allowed to call each other out on comms. <laughs> so, so basically. So keep that in mind happened. when he reads this. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit, but Randall obviously calls out the driver that uh, made a very questionable move to the inside. Um, and goes, hey man, what the fuck? Basically, and then there were the there were these two brothers, and for thirty minutes, while me and the admins are reviewing incidents, uh, one of the admins are keeping an eye on the Discord chat. I mean, and it is going off, man. It's like the the lottery at Vegas. Like somebody just hit the lotto. Da ding, da ding, da ding, da ding. I mean, and then it's just going, going. Funny fact, Nevada doesn't have a lotto. <laughs> oh well. Anyways, whatever. So going, going, going. And finally, Jerry goes, oh, shit, Adam, you need to read this. And the last message that ended the conversation for the night was Randall sending a message to one of these brothers saying, hey, man, you know what? I'm done with this. Why don't you talk to me like a man and take your brother's dick out of your hand before you start typing to me? <laughs> that was the end all. Be -all. I'm here for it. The most shit talk I think I've ever seen the in the drop. Discord. <laughs> and we started kind of deliberating in the admin chat. And all four of us admins decided that there is absolutely no way we're kicking Randall out of the league for one of the most amazing comebacks I think I've ever seen in iRacing. So 
Randall, I think you are a dirt oval racer at heart, my friend. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm many things. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, guys, we are 30 minutes into this. As you can see, we're all over the place tonight. When we come back, um, I want to cover Formula One, uh, where they're kind of going, track selection and all that stuff. Steven, thank you for giving me that idea. And then yeah, I do want to talk to Steven a little bit testing? more about practice this morning. Well, I don't, I don't want to bring that up, but uh, oh, I do want to talk to Stephen so a little good. bit more about commentary because Stephen's a new commentator for slow motion broadcasting. First week has just finished um, and kind of see what his thoughts are on commentary. So, uh, yeah, we're going to catch you guys right here after the break. Don't go anywhere. More of the slow motion podcast coming up. Into the Apex Motorsport Podcast Network is a weekly destination for motorsport fans with a range of shows that cover sim racing to real racing created by and for those passionate about this sport. The Into the Apex Podcast closes the week with a hangout, a regular go-to for the sim racing and motorsport community with road shows year-round that select motorsport circuits. The Slow Motion Podcast brings broadcaster Adam Thompson and a range of sim racers together for a deep dive into all things sim racing. The End of the Paddock podcast covers all real motorsport, wrapping up the weekend action and setting the stage for the next. Our shows and hosts are uncensored. They can say what they think. This is Provocative Motorsport Talk. Thank you for being a part of the crew. This This is Into the Apex Motorsport Podcast Network. Network. are back on the back side of the break here. Uh, wanted to talk to Steven a bit more about the commentary uh, side of things. He's now become a commentator for slow motion broadcasting. Steven, I've got to say, <clears throat> I have been on two of your three broadcasts or commentary things. One of them was an absolute nightmare uh, because we had to do it off of a replay, which is no fault of your own and all fault of mine. <laughs> And then we had Spec 5 last night where we did it the right way. Um, Spec 5 is fun. Of the three three races you've commentated on for us this week, kind of give me your thoughts. What what are the difficulties of being a commentator? Um, You know, what what makes it enjoyable? Is it enjoyable? All all the things. So I I actually really do enjoy it. For right now, I mean, uh, every track we've done, I've driven on. So I can kind of speak to personal experience. I know that my weak point is I'm not good at calling play-by-plays, you know. Um, as we see in a lot of these, um, like, actual real-life racing, they have generally one guy who does play-by-play and the, the other guy who just kind of jumps in and, you know, talks about his experience and all that stuff or, you know, talks about the track or the difficulties of the, you know, the overtaker or anything. I'm kind of that guy. I'm kind of more of the analysis rather than the actual commentator because there's a lot of this stuff that even that, that I could speak to, you know, like how last night we were at, um, we were at, uh, Mid Ohio. don't side eye me. We were at mid Ohio. Sorry. My daughter was over here side eyeing the shit out of me. 
She's got the meanest looks, man. She's got my looks. She just, my, my wife tells me all the time. She's like, she's got your side eye. It's mean. <laughs> um, so anyway, I, I digress. Um, so we were at mid Ohio and I, I, I've raced that track several times. It's, you know, a great track. Uh, it's a great track. It's fun. It's challenging. Um, so I, I could speak to it from really experience and, you know, know that I've never been in. I've never done it in a spec five. Hold on. I've never done it in a spec five, but I've done it in a GT three car. So I, I, I can, I can kind of speak to my experience of how coming around some of these corners are. Right. And it, it, the challenge for me is bringing the race into my experience. Yeah. Um, Hold on one sec. I gotta take a quick hiatus. Well, while he's taking his hiatus, Randall, you've got a pussy in your lap. I do have a pussy in my lap. <laughs> it's a, a big it a black sensor pussy. bar going up. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, oh it was something going up." Yeah. Uh, uh, Stevens, Stevens. While we're waiting on Steven here, uh, Randall, you've been commentating now for what? what six right. months? Seven months? Uh, Something like that, yeah. Yeah, commentating Spec Five. Um, what it's, I, you've obviously had a little more practice. That have you done? Did, did you do real life commentary outside of uh, slow motion broadcasting, or is this your? First no, day? no, that was my. Yeah, you you popped my cherry. Ooh. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, I like that. So I, it's it sounds like Adam's gonna pop in those. Too bad, too bad you can only pop cherries one time. Uh, but, uh, Randall, I'm a born again. You could do it twice. <laughs> oh, God, here we go. Randall, um, you've, you've made some fairly, uh, questionable calls that have gotten you yelled at once or twice by some of the admins of spec five. You know, you know, uh, you, you get whenever, uh, whenever you're, uh, getting the most flack is when you're, uh, it's when you're over target. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Normally, normally it hits people when you're telling when you're saying the truth because if if you miss things, that's okay. But normally, if somebody makes a dumb move or makes the wrong decisions, that's when I've seen a lot of our broadcast feedback, uh, our broadcast feedback forum in slow motion broadcasting start lighting up like, "Hey, man, you know, I was actually trying to do this. I can't remember. It was it was spec five. It was a while ago. But Randall, you hit the nail on the head, and they were like, "Okay, Randall, you may have been right, but did you really have to say that on air?" <laughs> sort of thing. Oh, that that no, that what they were what they were upset about was what a pass that I called artistic at Road Atlanta, right? Because because somebody went three wide and made it stick, and somebody in the I'm not going to name names, but the person in the middle did not come out very well. <laughs> And that had nothing to do with the guy on the inside. Yeah, it it, it was an artistic path. It was beautiful. It was it was beautifully executed. Uh, I stand by my decision. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that was your response. I stand by my decision. I stand by my yeah, call. It was, I think that was a beautiful. It, I mean, yeah, I, I I churched it up a bit for the broadcast, but it was. I mean, it, it was a it was a textbook. It was a textbook three wide pass into the chicane at Road Atlanta. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> All right, Stephen. Back to you, man. Going, moving forward here. Uh, you know, seen... Atlanta is one of my favorite tracks. Yeah. Well, Road Atlanta holds holds. It's where Road Atlanta is where I got my first win. It's where I got my first league win, 
that that track holds some uh some some near and dear to my heart there Word of that is my favorite track. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I do believe that American Muscle Series is going back to Road Atlanta this season. Yes, we are. So um, we may have to get you in as a, as a special commentator on that one, Stephen, if uh, the wrong stuff. I can stuff. come I, in after w, if the wrong because they started they, their race kicks off at. I have nine, no idea. I'd have 10? to. I'd have to look at all the schedules, but uh, I guess the, my question. I can come in at the end. Yeah. My question to you, Stephen, is. Um, You've commentated three out of the four leagues that we cover, and the one league that you haven't commentated on is the one that you run in. Moving forward for the rest of the season, uh, what league, league What league are you most excited to watch now on, on slow motion broadcasting when you're not racing? I mean, in all honesty, no offense to you, Adam. There is um, none taken. Absolutely. The, the, a, the, a, the, a, the AMS and the Spec 5 leagues are just so close. I mean, don't get me wrong, the, the XSLR League was a lot of fun to watch. Right. Um, but the racing wasn't as close. Yeah. Right? I mean, we saw uh, Orlando yes. last night. He went, what, 31 minutes on a stent? Yeah, Orlando and, and Harrell like, went 31 how? minutes at... Uh, and I'm just like, how? How are you going... Everybody else is stopping at 21, 22, 23, 24. How are you going six minutes longer than everybody else? And still came away with the win, dude. I mean, it, it, it's just that kind of stuff. Like, you, you're going to see a good glimpse into how some of these strategies work. Yeah. Um, and those leagues were a lot of fun. And, you know, the... The MX5 league, because, you know, how f- fucking slow that car is. <laughs> it just provides good, clean racing. And, you know, we had a, you know, who we need to get into that is Dean. We, we've talked about, so we've had Camden Hibbett on the show before. And we talked about this last night. Camden and Dean, obviously Dean from Florida, Camden being from Ohio. They're both up and coming, um, you know, real life racers. They're, they're future... They're, they're future pros. Yeah. And so I mean, Camden oh, Hibbett was just quick. Yeah. And they're, they're running. They're actually going to be racing together this season uh, in the same spec Miata uh, league in real mm-hmm. life. So they're actually going to get to meet each other in real life. So it would be pretty cool to see them meet each other in real life and then watch them both run Miatas on Thursday nights uh, for all of us to see. So, yeah, you guys should yeah. start Dean's working on that. Dean's been wrecking album. us in racing. Ever since he was 13 and on here, he's been crushing us. Yeah. And it's just so embarrassing, no matter what equipment he has. You know, when it comes in, like when we did did Daytona, right? So I shamefully admit I was a little too conservative to Daytona and put us into a wall because of my conservativeness. I don't want to talk about Daytona. Yeah, I mean, you can stop talking about this whenever you want to. It's fine. So we went from first place to third place and essentially when dean got back into the car after my last stint at six in the morning brad and i told dean go for it bro yep just go for it and he was killing it killing it in in laps it's so it's it's crazy for me to see you know some of these young drivers um that are this fast in the sim you know, a lot of them, you would think that they've just run the sim enough, but a lot of these kids are real life racers. 
that run in the sim as well. So if you tell me that real-life racing experience doesn't transfer over to the sim, you can suck my dick, for lack of a better no, term. It, dude, look, look at F1. Everyone, if, you, if anybody who watched testing or practiced to, uh, this morning, every one of them, every one of the racers said that they had spent hours upon hours in the sim yep. to get ready for it. Yes, there is some aspects of real-life racing that we miss right. as sim racers. There's some aspects that we miss. But everyone, every real-life racer who is a professional level, and even some that, that aren't, that are, you know, we saw Jimmy Broadbent just win the, uh, the Praga Cup. Yep. And he's one of these dudes that went from sim racing and purely sim racing to professional. I just watched a video on him a couple weeks ago. He tested the new BMW GT4 car. Yeah. It, before it's even before it's even out, before it even hit a track. I mean, but I mean, Daniel Morad's the same way. Daniel dudes. Morad, we watched yeah. him run in the 24. Yeah, and he had a damn good chance to win yep. that sucker. And he's did and Morad if I remember start correctly, sim racing? No, Morad Morad no. started real life racing. Oh yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But I mean, he's transferred that knowledge over. I mean, the, the knowledge is there. You miss a couple aspects of it, in which can be made up for with if you want to drop Buku money. Yeah, a lot of the stuff can be made up for when it comes to if you want to get like you know debug motion sims and all that stuff to where you're getting the movement of the car and you're doing all that. But a lot of this stuff, a lot of these professional racers, all hone their skills in sim racing. Look at Max Verstappen. Yeah. You can go on YouTube right now and you can put in Max Verstappen Sim and you'll probably find a thousand videos yeah. of that dude racing every series he can get his hands on. Randall, I got and a, he's a And he's a two-time world champion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got a question for you as well, Randall. There's a name that you always tend to mention, and I've seen it around, and I, I feel bad for not knowing more about uh, Elvis Rankin. You raced with him. Uh, in the Miatas. I don't know anything about Elvis Rankin. All I know is that you said he is extremely fast. Uh, is he a real real life racer now as well, or is he just sim sim experience? I think I, I haven't really kept up with him that much, but I think he is getting some real world opportunities finally. But he's he's another one of those young kids that you just get sick of getting beaten by somebody that hasn't even gone through puberty yet. You know, you're just like, yeah. <laughs> Come on, dude. I gotta I gotta go to work, and uh, you're. We're still waiting on one of your balls to drop, and you're out here just murdering me on the track, right? Like, come here. And he's it, honestly like, I would race against him. We'd be in practice sessions, and I'm game face, like trying to, you know, trying to tweak my setup, trying to try different marks, trying to alternate lines. And he's like, who wants to have a pit party? What's they, he's he's just out there having fun, like he's not yeah. even trying. And then the race starts, and he's just an absolute killer. Yep, just stone cold. You know, ice running through his veins, dagger between his teeth, absolutely like aggressive, like a real life driver. Yeah, it's a bit, and it's nuts. It is bonkers, and it's he's disheartening. gonna be he's gonna be somebody. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how old is hey, he? He's got to be, what, 13 now, 14? I think he might be 14 or 15 now. Yeah. And I don't want to dox him about it, but I know where he's from. There's plenty of racing opportunities available for him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, it's pretty cool to pretty cool to see that. 
uh, you know, I guess it's cool in a way, right? But it's also a bit um, demasculating, I'm going to say, for us <laughs> as 30-something, 40-something-year-olds. They're out well, here getting our the way I look at asses beat yeah. by 10 to Honestly, Honestly, it's not demasculating for me. No. They have the, the, te- the technology they have at their disposal compared to when we were kids. Yep. That's true. 100%. It, it, it makes Just me wonder what I could have been if they had sim- sims like this whenever I was that age. Yeah. Facts. Yeah, that's true. I mean, J-Hall, we've, I mean, we've talked about this before with you and your autocross uh, experience. You're fucking quick in the sim, man, and you, you that some of that transfers over. Do you think some of this is natural talent that you know that kind of comes yeah. into play as well? No, no. <laughs> I think it's all just seat time. It's all yeah. just seat. Time. Oh yeah, yeah. No, nobody so, naturally drives a car. Yeah, the, the, yeah it's not like a inherent the, the, thing. There's a fine balance. I mean, some people are right. like inherently riskier and willing to like push limits and try things. Maybe that aspect of it. But yeah, an actual driving ability, I think it's it's literally the time that you're able to put into it. Yeah. The, the, there's a fine balance, right? The, there's some people that I've seen, right, in, in my two-wheel racing days that I've seen just get on a bike and just smoke people. Like, oh yeah, this is my first time riding ever. Just be... And, and, but that's the thing. They're just being risky, right? They don't know the technique. You know, uh, one of my buddies told me one day that I used to race with, he's like, He's like, Finch, we never see you fall, and when you do fall, you fall so gracefully. And it's because by that point in time... Can we run this back to time, the first part of the podcast where you were talking no. about falling and breaking no, 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 no. and a femur? <laughs> and, um, There's a difference between a fall and a wreck. I got... Okay. Dude, somebody was doing something they weren't supposed to, and they caused me to get hurt. If that dude was not... If that dude wasn't from... Fuck it. If that dude wasn't from fucking California and thought that he fucking owned everything, <laughs> then he would have known, hey, I'm in the fucking desert. I'm going to pull off the goddamn road just a little bit because, you know, I'm in the fucking desert and there's really no trail, you know, no designated trail area in case somebody else is coming up this way. I want to anyway, I, I want to try to segue this because we don't have much time, but I'm going to segue California. I'm going to associate that with the United States of America. And I'm going to associate the United States of America with Logan Sargent. I'm going to associate oh Logan Sargent with F1. So we can get to the F1 topic here uh, as, <laughs> as quick as we can, Stephen. You mentioned this before the break about um, F1 going to different tracks and thinking about different tracks now. Um, I'm going to give my personal opinion that I want all three of you guys to try to answer this if you want to. I think some of the some of the things they're doing, I think, is great for the publicity of the sport. But I'm going to be honest with you. My personal opinion, Miami, fucking dog shit. Las Vegas is going to be dog shit. I think F1 is going about picking their tracks and going to tracks the wrong way. They're doing it for publicity, for money, and not for racing. Um, but you did mention that they're thinking about going back to Lamar as well. That might be a track that might be pretty fucking cool for an F1 car. So- uh, but so yeah, I want, I, let me get everybody's thoughts on this. So I will say, Miami, I can I can agree with you, right? It, it's a street course that they made too narrow, too turning, and they tried to they overdid it. Vegas, on the other hand, 
Vegas used to be on the calendar for years back in the 70s and 80s. Well, dude, yeah. so yeah. Vegas, Phoenix, yeah. but that was when the It was cars, a different layout. Yeah, yeah. but that's when the it cars was a very were different literally layout. half the length they are now and half the width they could it, actually get through some of these street courses it, and pass. It, and it, well, I mean, have you ever been to Vegas? Yes. So you know the streets are fucking wide. But you know the you know, but you know cuz I used to live in Nevada. I I'm a I'm a Nevada native. Right. So, but you know, going down that main strip, there's a fucking barrier. There's a divider right in down it. The, so they're going to have yep. to run one way or the other. And I think what they're going yep. to do, the way I've seen this track layout, is they're going to go down the strip, they're going to turn off through the streets, and then come back down the strip the other way with a wall down the middle of them because you can't, you can't run that whole width of the track. And I believe that's going to be the only passing opportunity. I digress. I apologize. Continue, Steven. So... What I do think of F1, and you know, I, I I'm religious with F1. I mean, you know, I'm every Thursday, Friday, uh, used to be Thursday, but every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm watching F1 during the season. Um, I watched all 24 hours of testing. You know, I I follow it religiously. It, it's by far my favorite motorsport. Um, I hate to say this because it is such a, a historic track. Monaco's got to go. I don't think anybody Monaco, in this room disagrees with you. I really don't. Monaco is a fucking f- funeral procession, and it is the absolute worst for viewers. I'd like to go to Monaco. I'd like to go to Monaco as you know, just to say, hey, yeah, I went to the Monaco Grand Prix, right? I don't know if you've ever looked at tickets, but they're like three G's a piece. Have you seen the Vegas tickets yet, dude? Go get. Watch. It's on the calendar until 2030. Wait for the calendar to be released. Go buy you a hotel on the strip. You'll cut that ticket part in, price in half. That's yeah, yeah. I can. You can watch I can. It. I can reveal a bit about that ticket cost in Vegas. Uh oh. A lot of the a lot of the tickets were bought up by MGM. They own about half the strip now, and the reason that the tickets are so expensive is because there's just so few of them. But they're going to be very easy to get because they're going to be given away as like prizes and different oh. gambling things and room comps uh-huh. and you know all this other stuff, right? They're they're going to be used as promotional tools, so you'll be able to get a t- ticket much cheaper than that. Steven, we're we're on a video, right? And I saw you doing this. That's because it's all about money. What F1, all, uh, yeah. F1 all all they care about is making money, and I honestly I don't blame them. But I mean, did you did you see? Uh, Red Bull's entry fee this year? It was massive, yeah. It was like a hundred and... I want to say it was no more than a hundred and fifty million dollars just to race. Yeah. Andrade Motorsports. They're trying to... Andrade Motorsports is trying to um, enter F1. Their base price to enter F1, six hundred million dollars yep. as a new team. And the the teams are talking about raising that cost to even more because they want to do anything they can to not increase the grid size. Sure. I know. Um, I, I get what you're saying. Justin, you got anything on this? You know, from an, uh, an American perspective, I kind of see where they're going, trying to get American viewership because uh, I'm kind of in the, uh, the casual viewership category. Like honestly, right. I got into sim racing and didn't really watch much real motorsport at all. And I can see them trying to just glorify the lifestyle a little bit instead of the actual motorsport because they're counting on Americans just liking the 
the excitement, the the surrounding atmosphere of F1 more so than the actual racing. So they're probably not prioritizing well, tracks or the actual on track. Mm -mm. You don't think so? No, no, no. I, I'm actually agreeing with you because of Drive to Survive. Um, yeah, Drive they're to trying to make it more casual. Has, has, so Mainstream America. The first time ever Coda has sold out at an F1 oh, event. Oh, God. Steven, Steven looks was like a last year. We're about to go to school, guys. What was last year, and that's all because Drive to Survive. Uh, it, that wasn't all Drive to Survive. That was also we're out of the pandemic and we can do things again. Well, I, I mean, I, I agree with you there. I'm, I'm not completely disagreeing with you, but what I am saying is that because of Driver Survive, you know, um, IndyCar is coming out with a series that's similar to Driver Survive. So is NASCAR. Every series now is trying to come out with some sort of series similar to Drive to Survive. And it's one of those things that's. It, it's these other series, unfortunately, that are going to come out with Drive to Survive similarities are going to kill Drive to Survive. And Drive to Survive is is fairly good, despite Max Verstappen. You know, I like him as a driver. He's not my favorite driver. Sergio Perez is my by far my favorite driver. Well, then you're happy about the results today. God damn right I am. <laughs> Fuck it, let's go, Checo. You know that. I feel like Checo, now that he's in a good car, and I wish Red Bull would just unleash him. I fucking hate the fact that Red Bull doesn't do that. And Again, they... you did this. We're going to do it again, man. Max Verstappen is the one that brings the money in. I mean, it's... No, it, Checo, it, he, Checo brings money in, too. I know. Checo, but, but no, Checo's parrots, fucking loaded. Yeah. Loaded. And not just Mexico loaded. United States loaded. Right. Right, because they're from Guala, uh, Guada... Guadalajara. Yet yeah, no, yes, yes. I, I just Thank that you. was a guess. So if I'm wrong, no, I so apologize to all the listeners. They are massively loaded yeah. and just ooh, Philly tots. What are those? Well, I mean, let's 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 be honest. Are you food I think shopping right now. I am food shopping right now. We haven't had. I thought I heard yet. you say tots, me, and I'm like, are you looking at fucking chicken biscuits? Those are Philly chicken tots. biscuits. So it's, no, it's it's Philly tots. Oh, so it is Philly cheesesteak tots. Guys, we're running off the rails again here. We're running off the rails. So let's. <laughs> I'm really good at derailing conversations. Let's so. let's uh let's get this thing closed out. Um, and in closing that so out, I got a question. I, I got a question for Randall before we do this. What's your favorite flavor of crayon? Jesus fucking Christ. Here we go. So You're Marines, I was Army. Yeah, I yeah, yeah I know. I'm, I'm a Marine. Required by Army law, right? Yeah, I, I know. I'm a Marine. You know, I, I I get so fucking sick of this question. You know, I served with a lot of people. Not They weren't all the brightest, but I served with some people that were so fucking smart, you wouldn't even fucking believe it. And, you know, all the time we get we get this, this minimization of our abilities uh, asking us what's our favorite fucking flavor of crayon? Like, obviously it's fucking purple. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so Randall, I, I I'm gonna send you this how it's actually made video about jelly beans and they bag on purple, and you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. 
All right, guys. Well, it has been decided that the all of Marines, it sounds like, is got to be purple. The purple crayons are the best. Randall, thank you so much for joining tonight. Uh, Justin Hall and your doggo. What's the doggo's name, by the way? That's all I, I bet it's not Lewis. Okay, bye. What is it? Ivy? Okay. Ivy. Ivy. Well, from from Ivy, from Justin, thank you guys so much for joining. And then Randall's cat that just decided to appear on screen randomly. Uh, and then, obviously, Stephen Finch, man, thank you so much for doing this with us tonight. It's been a nope. – go ahead. I just said no. Oh, okay. He's his own animal. He didn't need a he didn't need a support. Exactly. It's been a very <laughs> Oh no no, I've got one. Titan. Oh, here we go. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come Apologize here. to all the listeners that Up. can't see the videos Up. right now. Oh, there he is. Oh. There's a big old pooch. That this is this is one of two and he is the biggest lap dog you'll ever meet. <laughs> I can see this that. Is, oh, this is all he wants. You see, you see that face right there? <laughs> He's like I am in fucking heaven. <laughs> So uh, from the whole Sudi crew, the SMB crew, the Slow Motion Podcast crew, all of their pets, thank you so much, guys, for joining tonight. Uh, apologies for the language, the, uh, the profanity, and everything you heard, but none of this will get edited out tonight. Um, no apologies. Absolutely. actually, You're right. Absolutely no apologies, actually. But uh, guys, have a great weekend, and uh, we will talk to you again next week. Adios. You've been listening to the Slow Motion Podcast. Brought to you by the Into the Apex Motorsport Podcast Network. Make sure to head over to slowmotionbroadcasting.com and get all the info on Slow Motion Broadcasting iRacing services, including league broadcasting, live stewarding, and custom car paints. Are you looking to produce or commentate iRacing leagues? Do you think you have what it takes to be a steward? Slow Motion Broadcasting is hiring. Head over to slowmotionbroadcasting.com for more details and get in touch with the growing SMB team. This is Into the Apex Motorsport Podcast Network.